Hi guys. Do your students use fidgets? Do you think they help or are they just a distraction? Well, listen in to learn why they really can be great learning tools. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. Leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. I would love to hear from you. Also, join my Facebook group, Behavior Strategies for Class. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. And also, I have one more Connect call available this month. Check out the Calendly link in the show notes. So I've seen fidgets used lots of different ways. Some teachers have a, well, in their like timeout or not timeout, like it's calm down area, they have a box and that's where all the fidgets are. So there's all kinds of different fidgets from spinners to Rubik's cubes to those clicker things to those pocket, um, I don't even know what they're all called pocket uh, things that they push in, um, like these snake things, these shapes that are all connected like a snake and then you can manipulate them into different shapes, all kinds. And so that would be the one area where students could go and sit and use those fidgets for whatever amount of time that she had already designated And then the fidgets stay there and then they go back to work. So that's one way I've seen used. Um, Another way is, of course, students have them. They have a fidget with them all the time. Now, sometimes a fidget technically really could be like a wiggle seat. So we have um, their like cushions that go actually on the chair and they're inflated and they usually have like uh, bumps or whatever on top 
and students sit on those on their chair. And so they're able to, you know, move around in their chair. And that's a type of fidget. I would say it's not a hands-on fidget, but it's a like a body fidget. And so that sits on their chair and students use that. Other students we have actually, we call it a wiggle chair. It's a stool, but it moves. So it the bottom of it is like round. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen these, but, and students are able to move around in the chair. So they're still sitting, but this wiggle seat moves around so they can go back and forth sideways and that's like a whole body fidget and you know some of your students need that whole body movement and then others they just have a spinner fidget spinner at their desk so we try and give quiet fidgets we don't really use like stress balls anymore only because it's a ball and balls are meant to be thrown, right? <laughs> Tossed around, bounced, thrown around. So those definitely are a lot more of a distraction than being helpful. It's just too, t- too tempting, you know, to give a child a ball and say, just squeeze it. So we don't usually use those in the classroom anymore. But there are other kinds of squeeze fidgets that they can have street squeeze, like stress balls, but they're not in the shape of a ball. There are all kinds of different shapes now that you can get, you know, from bears, all kinds of different animals to emojis, all kinds of different things you can get now to have a stress ball. Also, sometimes students are only allowed to use their loud noise making fidget like at recess so they can take it with them and sometimes oh gosh I should have looked up the technical name but it's a plastic uh, piece and it's one long thing and you move it in and out and it makes a noise and I sorry I do not have the technical name for it But of course, a lot of our students like it because it makes a really cool noise. And then you squish it back together and then you pull it back out and it makes the noise, squish it back. So, and then you can actually, of course, our students twirl it around and it even makes another cool noise. So those are really cool fidgets, but definitely not helpful in the classroom. Teachers don't appreciate that when we give that to our students. So we usually, like I said, try and give like quiet fidgets for students in class, whether it's just a spinner, a Rubik's cube, um, those little pop it pockets, maybe that's what they're called. Sometimes those are pretty noisy, other times they're not so much, but we don't usually give those out either in the classroom because they can get noisy, so we don't do those either. So those are different ways that we have used the fidgets that I've seen them use that we use uh, for class. Another fidget is actually um, students sometimes really need to chew on things. 
And so instead of constantly their pencil or something else, they actually do have um, fidgets for that, that students can just chomp on during class. And it's quiet. So that's another type of fidget. Sometimes it's actually goes on their pencil. So sometimes it's a pencil grip students need. Other times it's like the top of their pencil. And there's sometimes actually like a, a spinner on the top of that. Sometimes it's just a soft, uh, almost like feathers on the top of it. So it's that kind of, you know, really soft, sensory, you know, that they can rub on their arms and their hands. Sometimes that's what they like. Other students don't like that sensory. So the there's all kinds. You can go on Amazon or Oriental Trading are the two top places that we get our fidgets from because, of course, you can buy them in bulk. And we like to get all kinds of different varieties. There's actually some rings that you can get that are uh, fidget type, so they're movable, pliable. Those are different ones that we've used. So there's really all kinds. So I would recommend getting a variety and seeing which ones your students use best or which ones they like best. So a few ways that fidgets can be beneficial. So when we give a student a fidget in class, we always remind them this is a tool. This is not a toy. And if it does become a toy and a distraction, it will be taken away. And so our teachers are aware of that and they know if it does become a distraction, that they can take it away. Of course, students don't always like that, but they have to learn that it is a tool. It's a tool to help them focus. So fidgets do help those sensory needs and does help regulate them. I mean, sometimes, as I'm sure you have seen, your students just have so much energy so much that they just don't know what to do with themselves. And so, of course, they're constantly up, they're down, they're getting a drink of water, I have to go to the bathroom, you know, they're standing up, I can't find my pencil, you know, I need an eraser, and where's my marker? And they're just constantly, constantly on the move. So fidgets do help students regulate. It gives them that one thing to do. And sometimes a lot of our students have like all of these. They have the sensory chair. And if that becomes too much, they just have the sensory seat cushion that goes on their regular chair. And then they also have a fidget in their hand. On their pencil, maybe in their mouth whatever works, whatever they need to help their sensory needs. But it really helps regulate them. 
and that's where the other helps burn excess energy. Like they just have so much, they don't know what to do with themselves. And sometimes that is anxiety. So the fidgets help reduce anxiety. So sometimes it's they still have some anxiety in the classroom. It's a little overwhelming. You know, they're still kind of getting used to all of these people together in the room. <laughs> and now they have these expectations of getting their work done, knowing where their um, school supplies are and their desk and their papers and their books and pencils. So there's a lot going on. And sometimes that will bring on a little anxiety for some of our students. And so giving them a fidget helps reduce that, that anxiety. And then one other way, by keeping your body busy, it helps their brain focus, helps with their memory recall, and helps in their problem solving. So there really are great benefits to the fidgets if we teach them to use them correctly. So again, like I said, when we give a student a fidget in the classroom, we remind them like this is a tool, it's not a toy. And then we give them parameters. So sometimes it's up, you know, the teacher is fine with giving us, uh, letting us do the guidelines for the fidget. Other times, you know, teachers already have those in place. And so reminding them, you know, they may only be able to use them, you know, during reading time when they're sitting quietly at their desk or, you know, maybe in a sensory corner of the room or maybe they're okay to use it all, all the time as long as it doesn't become a distraction and now they're trying to show their friend this cool new trick that they have with their fidget and, you know, whichever. So just giving them guidelines and expectations of using the fidget correctly is important as well. So this reminds me of one of our students. He has to do, he has to be doing something. And it's really whole body sometimes. We could be reading a story and he is up walking pacing. He has a string. He likes string for a fidget for some reason because he'll, you know, wad it together and then he likes to take it apart and then sometimes he'll braid it. Sometimes he'll twist, you know, so he's just constantly moving, constantly doing something. Um, he has to be chewing on something as well. And some of his classes, they're okay with him having gum Others, uh, they don't want him to have gum, but when he's down in our classroom, he can have gum as long as he's still doing his work and focusing. And so that helps him as well. So he's got gum, he's standing up, he's moving around, he's, he's messing with something in his hands. And all the while, like we're reading the story, like we were just going over, you know, Rosa Parks and, and at the end, he had to answer a few questions and he answered them correctly. Where looking in, 
you're thinking, holy smokes, this kid is not paying attention at all. He is so focused on something else that he, there's no way he's going to remember. But he does. So to me, that is definitely the example that even though he is body busy, his brain is focusing. He does have that memory recall and he is problem solving by answering those questions. So that's a huge reminder that these fidgets really do have a purpose and they are beneficial. So again, they help with sensory needs for your students, helps to regulate them. When they have so much energy, it helps to burn some of that excess energy, helps to reduce anxiety. And then while your body is busy, their brain can focus and it helps with their memory recall and problem solving. So I want to encourage you to just kind of take a second look at the fidgets and how they really can be beneficial for some of your students. As you know, not all your students need a fidget. Sometimes other kids are like, oh, cool. You know, let me play with that or whatever. But again, reminding them it is a tool to help them learn and be successful in the class and to help keep their behavior under control. And what are the guidelines in your classroom in using them? You know, can they only use them at their desk? Can they use them in the reading corner or your sensory corner or, you know, just at recess or, or leave them in your desk during recess? However works for your classroom, whatever is beneficial as you learn more about your students and how you can meet those sensory needs. Check out the fidgets and remember they are tools, learning tools. So thanks again so much for being committed and staying committed to your students because they need you. You're doing great and we want every student to succeed. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And remember, there's one more opening for a connect call for this month. Check out that Calendly link in the show notes. All right, I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University 
bit.ly slash behavior ppu the number four and the letter u if you're interested also to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free the number six for free these will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out and i leave you with this Every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.